Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. I'm Nolan with Bruce, as always. And Bruce, we are going to get right into it. Big stuff in this episode. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Hello, Nolan. This is episode 50, and we're switching it up. We don't need me introducing the show every time. It's time for us to be more like Dave and Carter. Be more of a team. Let's just go back and forth, okay? And guess what? As you've noticed in this episode, Carter is in the episode title, and there's a good reason for that. And yeah, Nolan, you're right. Let's just get right on into it. We're going to go back in time a little bit, almost all the way back to our epic gorge weekend that we miss oh so much. Right after that, out to Bend, Oregon, Nolan, and um, yeah, kick it off. What do we have to say about Bend and then about 20 shows after that? Yeah, yeah, a lot of catching up to do, but first, uh, a big congratulations to you and us. 50 episodes. Uh, we've got a few more out there that were like bonus episodes, but officially our 50th episode, so I'm not sure when we started we thought we would crank out 50 of these but we have and you guys have been listening and we appreciate it so that has been awesome bruce absolutely it's it's a good number it's a good nice round number um obviously we've put out more than that like you said uh 50 going on 300 so here we go um (laughs) bend oregon nolan bend oregon yeah um they had a cool poster and a cool area that i would love to be able to visit one day uh, maybe if we go out to the gorge again, if they do bend either before or after, maybe we'll have to hit that up um, as well, especially yeah. maybe if it's before. I think it would be cool, kind of a lead in um, into the gorge. But it seems like a beautiful area out there. Yeah, I want that poster. I wish that had been one of the gorge posters because it is sick. But uh, oh, the gorge post. Uh, man. Let me interrupt you real quick. Uh, just public service announcement for me. I am in search of the weekend set of triptych posters by Dan Mumford, um, and I will be in search of those until someone fulfills my request. But if anyone does have a set that they're willing to part with um, or you know, have an extra, something like that, uh, DM us or email us, something like that. Let me know. I'd love to buy it off of you. Um, I was kicked out of one of the poster groups on Facebook, so um, I can't buy them from them, I guess. Um, I guess I was too upset with them selling out in about five seconds that they kicked me out of the group. So that's cool. Censorship. How and dare all, but, you? Um, I know. I know. But uh, guess what? That's cool because we're uh, likely going to have Dan Mumford and um, some other artists at some point um, on a poster episode. So we'll get to talk to him and um, talk it all out and, you know, whatever. But yeah, Nolan, poster was cool. Bend, Oregon. Here we go. Let's kick it off. Fonz and Carter, sadly, still out. <laughs> It is sad. I'm I'm not laughing at that. Uh, yeah, they were out for Bend, Oregon. So a little bit more the same uh, from the Gorge weekend. Every song played at Bend was also played at the Gorge, um, which you figured probably was going to happen. Uh, but Dave kept it interesting. A little Dave solo ants marching to start. And we're just going to, let's just rip through this, Bruce. Rye Whiskey, Dave solo, Virginia in the Rain. Oh. Please play that more. Play it full band. Play it Dave and Tim. Play it at every show. It's so good. So underrated. One of their best songs uh, since in the millennia. Uh, 
bartender Dave and Tim, Sam Cop Dave and Tim, Crush Dave and Tim, and then Bruce, you liked this version of the next song that we typically is not like our go-to, but this was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Um, funny, uh, the way it is, was actually played with just Dave, Buddy, Jeff, Rashawn, and Tim with Buddy on the piano there. Um, so it wasn't playing that you know synthesized sound. So it was kind of unique and interesting. I actually really enjoyed it. turned way up he's very loud playing very aggressively it was actually almost a little too aggressive uh, but it was still cool and then tim um has his solo and he's playing electric but it's kind of uh toned down a little bit uh, it's a lot more mellow of a of a sound not that crunchier uh tim uh electric guitar that we're used to hearing on funny when they have the drums um, and then that lineup stayed out for Ocean and the Butterfly, uh, so that was also kind of cool there, and it was good, I'm like sure, that. to get those uh, to get those couple songs in before uh, the rest of the guys came up to join the band. Yeah, and then Buddy shifts to the drums. Buddy Strong, Renaissance man, does it all. He's the Elijah man. Pig moves to the keys, and hilarious that at the shows at the Gorge, we didn't know his last name, uh, and he played Pig. So that was hilarious. I kind of thought is they said Elijah Pig, but I was like, "There's no way." I know. Um, so that's funny. He did a great job yet again. Um, just some more highlights from this show: uh, Gray Street with uh, with that group, Tony Hall back on the bass, and uh, Number Twenty Seven sticking around. Love to see that come together again. Second performance, and then. Um, you have sister Dave, Rashawn, and Tim, and Nancy's Dave and Tim in the encore. So, kind of sticking to some of the stuff we saw at the Gorge. But Bruce, that would be the last show like that because Carter and Fonz were back in Irvine, California, at the Five Point Amphitheater that Friday night. Absolutely, and um, we had received word that that was a possibility and um we actually i mean it's not uncommon to us i mean come on we broke the news nolan okay we were breaking news on instagram um we put yes an emoji of a drum uh the drum emoji 
on Instagram on our story, and then the bass, and then a guitar emoji. There's no bass-specific guitar emoji. Um, we put that. People were DMing us left and right, like, oh, my God, really, really? <laughs> um, and we just kind of let it yeah. ride. And then it became very apparent that that was uh, what was going to happen. Carter and Fonz were back. They put a uh, black curtain over the back part of the stage to cover up the drum kit and even Fonz's mm-hmm. um, bass rig. And so that's kind of cool. That's you know nice nod there. I think that that was cool. I'm sure that it was a yeah. great moment for the crowd uh, when they dropped that curtain. Um, and then they walk out on stage, which is uh, fantastic to see them healthy and to get them back. Yeah, it was awesome. And you had the idea to post that cool, uh, it was a throwback pic of Carter and Fonz dapping each other up like, yeah, it's go time. Yeah, and, shout out uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. That was awesome. Um, I actually tuned in on the couch tour to watch live them coming out the first time um, to start the show. And Carter, he dapped Fonz up again. Um, I thought it was super weird, though. Like, Dave didn't mention at all that they were back. Like, I know everyone obviously knew they were back. But, like, I don't know. I was, like, expecting there to be, like, I'm so glad to be back on stage with my brothers and everything. And that was, like, you know, all he talked about at the Gorge. But, yeah, I was like, dang, you're not going to mention it or anything? (laughs) <laughs> I think the only thing he literally said was, I think it was before or after Sweet. Um, he just said something like, um, yeah, it was it was before Sweet because it was after Can't Stop. And of course, Dave did his, that one was your favorite. Mm. Um, and he was laughing about was it. it. And so troll, troll job by Dave. He's been doing that all tour now. But uh, before Sweet, and he said something like, yeah. Stefan and I go way back. And he said something like that. Um, that was like the only thing he said. And he said something like, he may have said something about um, good to be back with my brother, or I love my brothers up here or something. But then he said, Stefan and I go way back. And then they played sweet. It was kind of like weird, but I think it's because Fonz has that real small acoustic bass that he's playing on sweet. And Dave has the uke. Obviously, that he plays. So I think they probably stood beside each other. I'm just envisioning this in my head, and it probably looked funny. Uh, there was somewhere that they actually posed for a picture um, mm. as they're doing that, and it could have been that show. So maybe they were doing that, and Dave was laughing, and he said they go way back. But that was like the only time yeah. I'm pretty sure that they uh, referenced it like at all. So he plays the acoustic bass on that one? Yeah. Um, if anyone... I know he plays it on Ocean and Butterfly. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, there's pictures of Dave and Fonz both with small guitars, um, and I believe it's for Sweet, um, we'll have to fact check me here, I'll go search for the pictures, but, um, (laughs) yeah, Dave and Fonz, they're so sweet, and Sweet has been very sweet all tour, um, the jam there, and there was a nice little buddy and Tim, <clears throat> excuse me, exchange in this one as it has been the whole tour. But Nolan, this show really didn't have much that stood out to me besides the fact that Fonz and Carter are back. There was nothing really to be like, ah, here they are, they're back, and signify it. I mean, seek up opener, you know, Carter's going to tear that up. Oh, yeah. Um, and him and Fonz have been great all tour. But it was a pretty standard show uh, for 2021, honestly. Yeah, seek up opener had to be the highlight of that one. Um 
But we did get a tour debut um, in the encore, well, Some Devil, Dave Solo, followed by Don't Drink the Water, and that is a solid encore and one that we will see again in this episode. But pretty, uh, pretty standard show, easing their way back into it. But really, I guess all that did was set up Irvine Night 2, which was one of the stronger shows of the tour. And I would argue, up to this point, maybe the show of the tour. Um, definitely definitely has a, a say in that argument. Um, one Sweet World opener, then you never know. So much to say. Anyone seen the bridge into too much? Squirm, where are you going? 41... Before I get too far, though, Fonz was just going ham on anyone seeing the bridge. And I know y'all have <laughs> seen the videos, Bruce, but he he was going nuts. And Dave was, like, joining in. Yeah, absolutely. This was a uh, – and I don't know if it if they've been doing this more, this tour, but this seemed to kind of really be the one where they got into it. Uh, Fonz was obviously very, very excited to be back and got him some dance moves in. Dave joined in, um, kind of some viral videos on DMV social yeah. around the DMV social sphere. Um, and uh, this was not the only time that they've done that and the videos have made the rounds, but yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty funny and pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like Dave is like <laughs> trying to like mimic what Fonz is doing with his dance and then I swear in I think it was from this one Fonz like looks over at Dave and Dave stops <laughs> like <laughs> he was like I wouldn't do anything um really <laughs> funny you need to check those videos out but uh we'll keep it going here mid-set Pantala into Rapunzel followed by stay or leave say goodbye Sam Cop 27 pig and then Bruce they bust out I'll back you up Second time of the tour. Couldn't have made it the third time by playing it at the Gorge, but whatever. Oh. We'll forgive you, Dave. Um, but this was awesome. And this is a tiny little song. Not sure that I know how it goes, but if I mess it up, that's okay. I feel like there, a story like always comes with I'll Back You Up when they play it, and Dave afterwards says something about... It's pretty nuts that <laughs> they've been a band for that long. I, it's hard to, with like everything that's been going on, this is their 30th thirtieth uh, anniversary tour. It's nuts. I know. It just doesn't even make sense. And, they, you know, it's not even really mentioned at all um, on stage or it hasn't been mentioned too much in like the... I guess there is a little bit of merch and stuff out there, but they really did not capitalize on this um, 30th anniversary, in my opinion. I think that they could have made a much bigger deal out of it. It's what it is. Um, you know, we can go on and on about what we 
how we wish there was more set list variety and stuff, but sometimes I kind of wish um, that, you know, for the 30th tour, there would be a little bit more digging into the catalog sometimes. Um, yeah. But that's okay, um, is what it is. We are getting a lot of good stuff. Yeah, but um, Nolan, again, like you said, this is definitely one of the uh, shows of the tour. It's always so good to get Say Goodbye and Stay or Leave as well. Um, criminally, criminally underplayed. Uh, this tour, at least. Um, you know, solid end. We get that watchtower there that was not the set closer. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I remember watching a little bit here and being like, oh man, it seems early from the end. Yeah. Um, then they go cornbread every day into ants. Um, sister, again, in the encore. And interestingly enough, this started has started happening several times where Windows is actually on the set. Um, but Dave cuts it and plays sister. So he's really digging that sister vibe right now. Who isn't? Um, I think he's giving his, um, you know, women should have the control over their own bodies speech before sister, which by all means, yeah. Um, yeah. I want to say one thing about my daughters. And I know, you know, I know where I am. I know I'm not, maybe there's not a threat, but there's always a threat. I just hope that when my daughters go into the world, they never lose control of their bodies. Hundred percent agree, um, but I guess that's why we're getting a lot of sister. So uh, thank you, Texas, as per <laughs> usual. Um, you know, someone just has to ruin <sighs> DMB sets. <laughs> that's. I'm just. I like hilarious. sister. Nolan doesn't like it as much, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he can make the same speech before Spoon. Like, it's fine to make that speech whenever, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could make it before any song. Uh, yeah. Anyways, one of the cool things about this show, though, the last one, two, three, four, five songs played in the main set have all been uh, set closers this year. So that's a. <laughs> they packed a punch in uh, at the end of this show with Gray Street, Watchtower, Cornbread, <laughs> Everyday, and Ants. Like, that's. That's pretty impressive, Bruce. And um, man, a solid, solid Saturday night in Irvine. Go check the show out. It's uh, one of the better West Coast shows that we've seen in recent years. So, oh, Nolan, um, before we do uh, move on, we have been doing a little bit of stat searching here on the Almanac. We're kind of utilizing the Almanac more and more um, with things that we haven't really done before. And we're going to start doing this more often, so you better buckle up. This show, Irvine Night 2 here, was actually the only time in DMB history, Nolan, that Say Goodbye, Pig, and I'll Back You Up have been played in the same show. <gasps> huh? What? Yeah. What? That is absurd. And only the second time, Nolan, that Say Goodbye Pig and You Never Know were played in the same show. Um, we're going to revisit those three songs later on in this episode. But what? Say Goodbye Pig, You Never Know, second time ever. And the only time Say Goodbye Pig and I'll Back You Up have ever been played in the same show. So that's cool. That's that's pretty unique. Um, that's pretty awesome. And I love the almanac for allowing us to be able to find that stat yeah. because uh, that's that's the stuff that you come for on the Corner of Gray Street podcast, but that's the stuff that we go to DMB shows for. People always ask us, 
don't they just play the same show? Why would you go again? Why have y'all been 50 times? Because of stuff like that. Because they've never done these things. Because this, that, and the other. We're still seeing songs we've never seen before. That is why. So, um, yeah. We may rag on other set lists, uh, set list complaints. But, uh, Dave, thank you for at least some of these things. Yeah, absolutely. But now I'm mad because Say Goodbye Pig and You Never Know are in my top ten. And... Mm. Man, what a trio of songs to have just now been played in the same show. That is wild. Wild, wild, wild stat. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, that is that is great research there. So shout out to the Almanac <laughs> and Bruce. Great, great find there. Um, and we find DMB next in Milwaukee. They made the trek from Irvine to Milwaukee for Summerfest. And this is actually not a festival. It is just called Summerfest. Um, go figure. But yeah, this was a uh, a solid, solid show. Another Seek Up opener. That is the 10th Seek Up of the tour. Um, and they have been really loving the early So Much to Say into Bridge into Too Much. That has been a staple of this tour as well. Um, some pretty cool highlights, a nice run of Grace, Sweet Up and Down, and number 41. So nice to see Sweet Up and Down still sticking around, Bruce. And then mm-hmm. we get You Never Know again in this set. And, you know, I think that's uh, those are pretty much the highlights from this one. Yeah, I mean, and Nolan, that's the only time Grace, Sweet Up and Down, and 41 have been played back to back to back. And it was the wow. fourth time ever that, that, that those three songs had been played in the same show and the second time this tour. So it had only been done oh. twice before this. 7-15-2000, 7-15-2001, um, which is random, a year apart, and then took all the way until August of 2021 for those three songs to show up in the same set again. I mean, just what? That's wild. That is wild. And speaking of wild... It's time for SPAC. Yes. All you sp- oh, always a wild time. All you SPACO wackos who are here listening, we know you tuned in just to hear about SPAC. SPAC, SPAC, SPAC. Oh, my God. SPAC is back. I'm really just annoyed because I haven't been. So one day, I've been saying this since the podcast started, one day I will go. Night one, the weaker of the two nights, but still some great stuff in this one and uh a very random way to start the show i'd love to know why this happened what dave's thought process was here but a dave and tim rye whiskey opener and apart from the dave and friends shows that we saw this summer uh dave has not opened a show with um dave and tim or dave solo so this was interesting um Tim on the electric here. Add some nice stuff, but uh, yeah, very random. Yeah, it is. Especially, you know, the full band walks out there, so you're like, okay, you know, here we go. Full band's gonna open. Um, and you get, you know, basically a Dave and Tim song, a little bit of Fonz, and then very minimal Carter as well. Um, so it's like, I think it counted as a liberation um, <laughs> as it had not been played full band i guess in a long long time i don't know um i guess since 2009 actually nearly nearly 12 years ago uh so that's that's crazy but uh pretty cool pretty cool um 
and then goes into One Sweet World after that. Um, and I was watching the stream, so I was kind of um, one of the fan streams, um, and I was kind of like, you know, maybe Dave was down there near the One Sweet World chord and just was like, I'm going to play Ride Whiskey real quick. Watch this and did it. But no, it was on the set list. So it was it was planned. Um, but Nolan, I kind of have a theory that I've now been paying attention to. Let's hear it. What I think the openers, why they are the way that they are, which is kind of One Sweet World, Seek Up, here's a Rye Whiskey. Um, and I'm thinking that Dave is almost kind of doing what he did on the um, acoustic, uh, on the acoustic sets, which is give the fans a little bit of time to come on in, um, you know, with a song that leads, has a long lead up time. Um, yep. Because they're starting earlier this summer. So especially, you know, the first night of a two night stand, or if it's a one, one off, it seems like Dave is really kind of, um, Potentially giving people more time to get to their seats because mm-hmm. people aren't used to them coming on stage at 7.45. Um, so maybe that's it. That's literally the only thing <laughs> that I can think of of why Seek Up is opening so many shows. Um, and it seems like that Seek Up and One Sweet World kind of trade off um, every other show there. No, I definitely agree. I think we uh, even talked about that at um, after Charlotte when they opened with Seek mm-hmm. Up. And it was just being there for it. You could... You know, the sun's still out, and you can see like there's not a lot of people around, so they're just going to ease into it, and I mean, that's a hell of a way to ease into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as as they continue on, they get an early pig in this show, which is awesome. Um, this was broadcast on SiriusXM, by the way, which I did not actually listen to on SiriusXM this show, um, but we are hearing that it is better quality than it was earlier in the tour. Um, and a little bit different mix. So good job um, on the mixing there. Hopefully that continues to be good. But Pig, um, obviously great to get anywhere, not only just at SPAC, but uh, Carter actually messed up here, which is blasphemous rare. for us to even talk about. Very rare. Carter miscue. He messed up going into the final verse. It sounded like he um, was ready to go into like the final chorus or whatever. But Dave was kind of thrown off. And then he was late on his singing, and then he was just like, okay, I'm going to reset. And they, he just completely sang uh, the third verse of Pig there uh, over, and so that was pretty funny. I think we're just in total agreement here. We would rather them play a song like Pig, mess it up, um, and then kind of have to recover and whatever, than for them to play something perfect like a 
you know, you and me, uh, shake me, or funny, the way it is, you know, something like that for the five millionth time and them just absolutely play it perfectly, technically sound and proficient. I'd rather them play um, a song like Pig and mess it up and have to recover. I think it's funny and cool. Yeah, and it's unique. And it gives us something to talk about. Like, yeah, when they messed up, you never know, up in uh, New Hampshire. That was, <laughs> it was awesome. They recovered so quickly because they're incredible. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Pig and you never know. Give me that. Every show, every single show, Dave. I know you're listening. But yeah, that was that was pretty cool. So more stats, Bruce. And you were just killing this episode with stats. We get Pig, Say Goodbye, and You Never Know again. The third time those three songs were played in the same show ever. We just mentioned it. Uh, so this is the second time this has happened this year. Keep doing that, fellas. I mean, that is strong. So, so, so yeah, strong. That's awesome. We started this by saying night one was uh, a little weaker than night two, but holy cow. So you're in store for some incredible stuff night two. Bruce, what are your thoughts on what happens the rest of the show? Yeah, I mean, exactly. When within the first, you know, eight or nine songs, you get a, uh, you know, a pig, you never know, minarets, um, then they go Jimmy. And then later on, you know, kind of mid, late-ish set, you get 41 and say goodbye back-to-back, but they don't do the segue. So that, I'm like, man, why, why didn't they segue, you know, when you finish 41 and then say goodbye comes right after? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, continue to do it. If you're going to play them and not do the segue, I'd rather you play them. But it just seemed odd to, like, intentionally write that set list and to just be like, eh, either ambivalent to the uh, to the actual segue or just intentionally, no, we're not doing that. It just seems odd. I mean, you know, we are conditioned to love that uh, because of the album. But um, still pretty, pretty awesome there. And Nolan, a tour debut. First one in a little while. First one in a few shows, really, um, with what you are here late in the show. Uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, where have you been, what you are? Had not been played since that show in Vegas. Uh, before COVID, two twenty eight twenty, an awesome version of what you are at that show, um, at the Chelsea, at the Cosmopolitan, Las Vegas. So, man, only it's only been played five times since twenty thirteen, Bruce, uh, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. This being the fifth time, but a good version. Um, I don't know if there are any bad versions of what you are, to be honestly, to be honest, but um. The end, you get the pray down on your knees, and he goes back to it, does it again. The double pray down (laughs) on your knees, whale. Awesome. And they did a nice prelude there too, nice intro there on what you are, mm-hmm. um, and so that's awesome. They need to play this more. They need to play, and I think we kind of talked about it. They need to play this mid set. They need to close with it. 
um, they could definitely do that. And they need to open with it. Would be oh, awesome to do opener. a prelude and then open. Yeah. With what you are, let's do it. Oh. Um, so, Dave, play what you are more and play it in every single spot in the show that you can. That would be awesome and uh, unpredictable. So, um, yeah, we we loved seeing this pop up, and uh, you can hear the crowd pop on the tape too. They were loving it at SPAC as well. Oh yeah, they were, and uh, the crowd at SPAC. Kudos to you guys. You are uh, very present throughout the weekend. It's awesome to hear. Um, also awesome to hear Minarets show up in this show as well. Only the third time Pig, You Never Know, and Minarets have been played in the same show. What? And all three times were in 2021? What is happening? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? What? I know. How is that possible, dude? It's not. It's not. Neither is the fact that Pig, You Never Know, and Lover Lay Down, which was right after... Um, what you are so a nice little run there kudos Dave um, great playing by Jeff as always on Lover Lay Down here uh, but only the sixth time that Pig You Never Know and Lover Lay Down have been played in the same show and half of those three of them occurred back in 2002 so some cool stuff that we really haven't gotten in a while so maybe this is kind of the digging into their pockets and pulling some things out mm-hmm. um, but just some unique song combinations um, and throwing songs within the same show just goes to show that over the course of this band's history how many songs they have um, and just how unique set lists uh, can be from night to night um, but solid night one there was a good start there it's back I and mean, we got a sister don't drink encore don't drink has been a um, clo- staple closer this year and a great closer um, oh yeah you know that's a reason that I think what you are could close. They're kind of similar with, they can have a prelude, they end on a high note, um, mm-hmm. and send you uh, to the car very, very satiated. Well, I will add, can you see that drop D guitar come out with the uh, with the funky guitar strap? You know, it's one of two songs, and when you get <laughs> Don't Drink the Water, that makes it even better. You're like, yes! Yes, it wasn't Shake Me! Or you could just be Charlotte, the Charlotte show and get both in a row. <laughs> or that. Yeah, that if you're going to do it, that's not a terrible way to do it. Um, but yeah, a little, little extra added oomph when you get Don't Drink right there. Um, Bruce, unless you got anything else for night one, I think it's time for night two and the show of the tour. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we buried the lead didn't bury the lead but kind of um the other song i don't know if we mentioned it that uh you could potentially get with that actually closes night two here so they didn't avoid it um and we will get yes. to that in a moment but yeah no foreshadowing Ooh, baby it's back in night two there is not um there aren't too many shows every single year that get the hype that a SPAC night two gets year after year after year. Um, and sometimes they don't quite deliver. Um, but this time they did. And in a big way, we have a two and a half hour plus show here, which is fantastic. You know, you're getting a lot of good songs in that case. And they kick it off immediately with a plethora of good tunes here, Nolan. Yes. Big Eye Fish and a Bartender to start the night. Mmm. I wish we saw more of that. That is just an awesome way to start a show. That is the third Big Eye Fish of the tour and fifth Bartender. Bartender! Um, man, really cool. And 
these versions, I I think we both agree, and we wrote down separate notes, very fast. These were fast versions, not a lot of um, jam into Bartender. It's a very short transition. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was solid. Um, kind of, we talked about them easing into it. I thought they kind of, a little bit of the opposite here. They got into it pretty quickly. Um, some great Dave Wells in this bartender, Bruce. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think that this kind of plays into our theory that, you know, here's night two. People are now conditioned. They know. They know what when Dave came out night one. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to hit you with something that starts immediately. You don't get time to run from the bathroom or the beer or the poster line. Posters were probably already sold out at this point which they generally are. But anyways, yeah, Big Eye Fish and the Bartender, fantastic versions. Um, and just Tim is so good at the end of Bartender and has been here for a while. Their jamming at the end of Bartender over the last few years has been superb. Um, and it was really the highlight of the West Palm Beach 2018 entire weekend. Um, this is That's something that I will never forget, being like, wow, that's good. And Tim, Buddy, and Carter at the end here. I mean, they could, they could play that for... 20 minutes and I could live mm-hmm. in that for just long long me love you a long time um, but they cut it I guess a little <laughs> short ish I mean just they needed to get on with it I'm sure um, and so that's understandable they can't just play that for 15 minutes straight but I mean I wish I wish they could I wish they would yeah if I'd take that um, love seeing this in Seaville uh, night one 2018 really cool and uh definitely a highlight of that weekend for me for sure but uh just awesome blues playing by tim at the end of this one and it's so good you need to listen to it That was awesome. Love it, Tim, Buddy, Carter, domination at the end of Bartender. And what do you know? They're going to follow it up with another Busted Stuff song. Grace is gone. Grace in the three slot. Come on. That is perfect. A great start to this show. We can't say enough good things about Grace is Gone this year. We are so thankful that it is in constant rotation. It is a tour regular Yes. You're listening to it right now in the background. Buddy doing his thing, Bruce. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Buddy Strong. Yeah, thank goodness that it has become a 2021 staple. And it's just wild that, you know, the one that we see is not full band. 
um, because we had band members out, so you still haven't necessarily seen a full band one. It's just wild. Um, and I've I've seen Grace five times, but only one of them have technically been full band electric and one full band acoustic. I mean, it's just crazy that that song, uh, we just don't see it with every single member of the band in an electric setting ever. Just for us. It's been, been played you know. 11 times this tour. It's awesome. It's awesome. And this is an awesome version, as you guys are hearing right now. Um, Nolan, they follow that up with Gray Street. So another Buses Stuff slash Lily White session song here. So you've got four of those mm. in a row to start the show. So you know you're in for a good time. Um, and first time ever that those four songs have been played in that order. Um, so Big Eye Fish, Bartender, Grace is Gone. And Gray Street, first time ever you get that run, and only third time that they've been played in the same show since 2002. Wow. Wow. The debut of Busted Stuff that year. So yeah. That's pretty uh, pretty telling that uh, it hadn't been since then that they're doing this. Then number 27. What a start, man. This is the third Excuse me, the fourth uh, performance, 27 for the summer tour. Strong, strong start. And it only gets better here with The Stone, Bruce. Yes, man, they are doing it. Mm, yeah, when that pops up, you know, you know, it's just, especially after that run, you're like, oh boy. Um, strap it, strap, strap yourself in because you're in for a wild night. And. Yeah, great version. Jeff, again, I mean, come on, man. You are just crushing it. Um, great outro. Just fantastic. Uh, the Stone at SPAC, you can't get much better than that. And they keep it going with a fantastic run. Obviously, so much and bridge and too much. We get another uh, great moment of Dave and Fonz giving some great dancing there um, with uh, during bridge. So that's awesome. Nolan, and they continued this fantastic run with Sugar Will. Up next, they hadn't played it in, I think it was 18 or so shows. Only the second one of the tour, so that's sad. But it's awesome that Spack <laughs> did get Sugar Will here. I mean, what a badass jam that Sugar Will has. Oh, yeah, and shout out to friend of the pod, Matt Norlander, who was at this show... Who said he was genuinely shocked uh, that Sugar Will was played, and so are Ooh, we. Wow. Norlander's genuinely shocked. That's breaking news. Yeah, we'll take whatever he says with a grain of salt, because you just, who knows, with that guy. I mean, I know, and you heard his song rankings. I mean, seriously, what a noob. <laughs> oh, man. Norlander getting Sugar Will at SPAC. That's big time. Bruce... I would love to do a deep dive sometime on Sugar Will, and like maybe we do. We could do a whole episode about the best Sugar Wills and best lines from Sugar Will. But there's one in particular on this one, and I'm not sure if it's been a staple of these like like newly written lyrics or whatever. But um, let's take a listen to this one line. I think it's pretty cool. that's like some creative creative writing by dave so kudos to the man 
right there for that one. Bruce, we did notice, though, that there is a new horn line led by Rashawn at the end of this song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I would agree with you. Um, Sugar Will has had um, very defined lyrics now, I think, since um, it came back. I think that the show you were at, the 25th anniversary show at Charlottesville, I think yes. they've all been exactly the same or extremely similar since then. Um, and I do like that part that you were uh, referencing there um, about the voices in his head, like something like that. But it's a, it's a good, um, it's a good solid song. I, I like the, the new structured lyrics more than kind of the, I'm not sure what I'm going to say here of the Oh four ones. So I do really, really like that. Um, and yeah, there was a new horn line here at the end. Wasn't my favorite, favorite uh just because Rashawn took it to a super high register way too high and very loud um and it seemed a little bit forced and a little bit like they didn't know when to end um but they ended and I was like oh oh okay oh so it's over um and I wanted more of that jam because it really is a badass jam um and I want them to play this more so hopefully uh we'll see more Sugar Wills show up uh the rest of the tour yeah, that would be great. And Bruce just doing a little bit of last minute research. So thank you for bearing with us. But those lyrics were a part of Sugar Will when they brought it back in Charlottesville in 2016. So I don't know why I didn't notice it before, but I don't know. Something about that line just stuck out to me. And uh, really, really solid uh, writing by Dave there. That's That's awesome stuff, man. Absolutely, absolutely agree. And some other awesome writing by Dave occurred 23 years ago, and that was on Before These Crowded Streets. And this next song is from that album, Crush. And who doesn't like to see Crush? Um, Fonz walking out with a nice little bass solo. And um, this one stood out to both of us, I believe. Yeah, some pretty unique stuff by Fonz here in this intro. It's more upbeat than uh, than we've heard it before. So Fonz... Maybe he had some extra time to mess around with some intros while he was out. So let's take a listen to this one. Awesome stuff. Fonz, um, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, and Nolan, as we continue, you know, obviously Crush, this was awesome. Great version. They nail the outro as per usual. Um, next, Dave brings out the tiny red guitar. And some claim to hear a shotgun tease here. Some claim that there are, um, you know, some strums of this tiny red griffin guitar that sound like shotgun. 
Mm, honestly, I don't think so. Um, I'm going to argue with all of you. But it sounds more like to me that some <laughs> cores from something maybe we haven't heard yet um, or Dave was just kind of messing around. Um, I don't hear shotgun here. Uh, sorry, everybody. But um, play shotgun, Dave. Like, you know, maybe how about play it? How about just do it? Um, Squirm's great. Squirm's awesome. Um, Y'all are nailing it. But, you know, shotgun's great, too. Um, and since we just released our 15th anniversary of Seville 06, the shotgun, how about you try to beat it? How about you try to make a better version right now, Dave? Do it. I challenge you. You won't do it. Yeah, you won't. <laughs> it won't be my favorite. Okay? How about that? seen that show up and figure it had a as good a chance as any at SPAC um, to be played but nope Squirm Squirm has been money uh, you know one of the best songs off of Big Whiskey and can you imagine if David actually spelled it S-K-W-O-R-M that would have been so weird so glad he went with <laughs> Dave Twitter the actual oh, spelling <laughs> Dave oh, on Twitter man. was a treat those were wild times. I kind of wish he was still on it, but I think he still does Dave's wheelhouse on Tumblr. I don't know. I'll check know it every once in a while. Not, really? Yeah. I think at some point during quarantine, I, I checked it out and he had been updating it with YouTube videos and a lot of political <laughs> stuff. But Jesus. yeah. Um, we should do an episode yeah. just read all of Dave's tweets. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'm down. I'm down. Maybe when the tour is over, we'll uh, we're gonna get some we're gonna get creative with uh, some episode ideas. Man, after Squirm, lying in the hands of God, I'm sure Norlander was happy with that one. Whatever time of the season, second play of the tour, nice little treat there. Pantala into Rapunzel, man, hits keep on coming. Ocean and the Butterfly, love it, and then Dido. Ooh. Love seeing Dido fourth time played this tour. Man, I kind of thought they'd bust out something like Dido for uh, Carter's return concert, but saved it for SPAC. Understandable, going to bust that one out at SPAC, Bruce, and um, this is a solid, tight, tight version. Yeah, agreed. Um, and by Dido, he doesn't mean the band Dido. Dido did not show up here. Um, he means the song, okay, you noobs. Um, <laughs> drive in, drive out. Granny here, warehouse. Man, what a three song run. I'm looking at it right now. Um, anyways, yeah, drive in, drive out had a cool like Dave fake intro. I'm not sure if maybe he kind of like messed up and then just used it as like a fake out intro, but it was like a don't, 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 kind of like that, and it was awesome.
but yeah, it was it was a good uh, good version, nearly perfect, not quite. Dave plays the outro extremely aggressively, and I was like, oh my god, and like strum less hard, bro. But yeah, we get drive in, drive out here. Play that more, please. Only four times this tour. Let's go. Uh, Granny, right after that. Awesome. And then Warehouse, Nolan. Warehouse has been played a ton this tour. Cannot be played Mm -hmm. enough. That song is awesome. And Nolan, SPAC, the crowd. We want to reference you guys again. Y'all are singing Louie Louie, getting Dave to do it. I remember we tried back in 2012. We tried so hard. Dave was looking at us. He was smiling. He looked like he would do it. But he actually does it here. He does some Louie Louie interpolation. Thank you, SPAC crowd. Way to go. Yes, so happy for the SPAC crowd. They never get anything. So I'm so glad something went their way for once. Man. (laughs) God, I think I've sang Louie Louie at every warehouse I've ever seen. And the most I've gotten is a little Rashawn trumpet line. So, sick. But this is awesome. Uh, Let's listen to it. stop time intro again um it's cool that dave has kind of gone back and forth and i'm sure the woos were super loud at spac so that's awesome um then we get a watchtower closer nolan and here in the encore um interesting christmas in september we have a christmas song uh second time played obviously we saw the first one (laughs) the original at um at the (laughs) gorge which was awesome kind of threw us for a loop and here it is back at SPAC, and we actually get, you know, uh, Buddy and Carter also join Dave and Tim for this one. So that was pretty cool. Um, and Yeah, yeah no Bruce, the- we actually, just to jump in here, um, we actually had seen the last three performances of Christmas Song uh, before this one. So <laughs> what? Pretty wild there. Yeah. Random, huh? Yeah, we saw the Gorge one, obviously, and then Seaville 2018, the close of the winter tour that year, featured Christmas song repeats. (laughs) That is so random. Christmas song repeat uh, at Seaville. Yeah, that is wild. Um, Anyways, yeah, yeah, I think the show show ended right here. Uh, They closed with Christmas song, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for I all intents and purposes, I think that um, you can pretend whatever. But no, they closed the SPAC weekend with Shake Me Like a Monkey. Um, SPAC got shaken. Uh, Dave, my man. I love you, guy. But 
we got to have a sit down conversation about this. Stop closing shows with shake me like a monkey. Don't do it. I know the moms out there love it. The people in the pit are loving it. Like whatever. Don't, don't do it. And, and don't say the phrase that you say in the song at the end, instead of shake me like, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, yeah, if don't end SPAC with that, come on. Like, I know that it's got energy or whatever, but just don't do that. Anyways, Nolan, I don't know if you want to agree, disagree, or even talk about it, but we've got, I guess, a couple of little stats, but I'll let you, I guess, react to the shake me closing SPAC. I have one thought and it is. You cannot end SPAC Night 2 with Shake Me Like a Monkey, period. But especially when Two-Step and Ants are on the table. That show was screaming to have Two-Step or Ants end it. And, uh, man, I I don't get the not playing Two-Step and Ants much this this tour. Um, Ants has been very sporadic. Two-Step, almost non-existent. Man, I thought that this show deserved a better ending than that. Yeah, and, and, and Write a Song was cut from the encore, which oh, that's also right. is super weird that it was going to be E2, you know, in the second slot in the encore there. Um, and they had plenty of time before, you know, curfew, SPAC. I don't even know if SPAC has a curfew, to be honest with you. Um, but it wasn't cut for time. Maybe, you know, We've kind of talked about Carter getting a little more tired at the end of shows. Very, that's understandable. I'm sure the full band gets a little more tired um, at the mm-hmm. end of these shows. But <laughs> I don't know. It just seems weird. Like that could have been something very unique. I don't know why they cut it. it just seems odd. Um, and then yeah, play play ants. You know that isn't crazy taxing on Carter. Um, not too much more than Shake Me would be. Maybe I get not playing the big two step there. Maybe open the weekend with it. I don't know. You know, you want to get it out of the way um, so Carter can have full energy. But yeah, shake me just kind of. And we heard it from a lot of people. People texting from the show, uh, sending messages and stuff. Um, and you see it, you know, online. And I, I understand that that represents a small version of or a small amount of the people that are actually at these shows. But people not not, not so happy with the shake me's. Um, anyways, I don't know. I think more people don't like it than do. Um, yeah, I mean, you I could know. be right. You could, you could, we saw it close Charlotte and people were like, Oh, like it is what it is. I don't know. That's yeah. enough about shake me. Yeah, it is uh, what it but, is, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're just um, appreciative of this band in general. Uh, great show overall. Um, so don't let that one song get you down. Spackers. Yeah, you I mean, you got a, you got a weekend. great weekend. Great weekend. Um, and some other fun stats there. Only the fifth time that Stone, Drive In, Drive Out, and Christmas Song were played at the same show. And the first time since 2004 that Stone, Drive In, Drive Out, and Bartender were played at the same show. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. And Nolan, you know, SPAC got a good uh, mix of variety and uh, rarer songs on this night. Only 14 out of the 21 played. Mm-hmm. Um or 14 out of the 21 songs at this show have been played only single-digit amount of time. So you're not getting, you know, a show of complete 
2021 tour staples you're getting some uh you know some rare stuff mixed in and that's pretty awesome you can expect that it's back um but night yeah night two was overly on that side of uh more rarer songs so kudos kudos good job great SPAC weekend we hate to have not been there um but yeah nolan maybe we'll have to make this part of um Maybe a trip next year or something, you know, within the next couple years. Before the band hangs it up, we need to do a uh, Gray Street Pod weekend um, with family and friends up at Saratoga. Yeah, absolutely. And now we got to get in the uh, planning mode of, I'm thinking we got to do these, some of these big bucket list trips. Probably not the best time to do it on an album tour summer is what I'm thinking. Yeah. So we'll see about next year. Who knows? And, mm-hmm. you know, SPAC being played in September doesn't happen often. Wonder if that'll get moved up earlier in the summer next year, um, assuming everything is good with COVID um, or better than it was this year. So we'll see. Moving on, the band stays in New York. Bruce, they go to Wontog, Jones Beach Amphitheater. What a sick venue right on the water looks beautiful i had the opportunity to go friend of the podcast alex cool. day reached out the day before say he had an extra ticket <laughs> day before uh, yeah come on up from north carolina <laughs> that's simple i know yeah i appreciate the offer my guy uh could not make it work uh with work this is another venue i want to i want to check out but let's uh you know our Alex acted as our Gray Street Pod correspondent oh. uh, from Jones Beach. So let's uh, let's listen to what Alex had to say here. Corner of Gray Street, boys. How's it going? It's Alex Day calling in from New York. I was at the Jones Beach show last week, and I got to say, one of the best set lists of the tour so far. Awesome night. Jones Beach weather held up, which anyone who's been there, especially in the fall, knows that you can be in for a cold night, and it was really, really a, a beautiful, non-rainy night, so that was great. Um, a couple highlights from the show for me were hearing Satisfaction, Stones cover. I know they've been doing that throughout this tour, but I'm a huge Stones fan, and um, hearing that live was really awesome. I've loved hearing it so far throughout the tour, but hearing it in person was great. From there, going from 41, Say Goodbye, Nancy's, song that Jane likes, So Damn Lucky, Gray Street. That's how you finish out a show. That is that is a kick-ass ending to a show. Um, for me, Say Goodbye was one of those songs that, you know, I've been to somewhere between 25 and 30 shows. Say Goodbye was one of those songs that, for me, I've always wanted to hear and has always kind of been one of those songs that I've been chasing. So really glad I got to hear it live. And, you know, it lived up to it. Of course it did. Um, so great show. Hoping to go again on tour. Um, unfortunately, can't go to the MSG shows in November, but... Hope to see you guys soon, whether it's at a Dave show or elsewhere. Much love. Much love indeed, Alex. That was awesome, man. It's like you're you are a natural at that. It's almost like you're a media personality now. Man. <laughs> Amazing. Go go follow my guy, Alex Day, at Overtime Day. He is the man. Wish we could have made that work, but I'm glad you got a great show, buddy. That was awesome. Um and for you to finally get to say goodbye, I didn't know you hadn't seen it. That is an amazing get at, at this show. So super happy for you there. And I know I was texting with Alex throughout. He's not the biggest Seek Up fan. Okay. But he texted me. He was like, 
Holy cow. This version of Seagup is freaking awesome. So <laughs> into it. And yeah, I would say Seagup is up there as like one of the best songs of the summer for the boys. Um, we're going to play some of it here. Bruce, I was listening to this. Dave sings this one a little bit differently in parts. Um, a little bit of a different tone and intonation in his voice as he's uh, singing these lead ups, lead ups to the choruses. Uh, so let's take a listen to that part. Forget about being You know, just a little, a little different there. It kind of changes the way you uh, you hear and perceive the song. I like what Dave was doing there, and a nice change up from Dave. And I think we got to play a little bit more of this one. And this is the start of the jam. And Fonz is turned up. Dave is playing some interesting notes here, and then Buddy gets into it, and even like some Dave improv after the whale. This is awesome. And this has become a buddy, Tim and Carter song. And Tim just destroys this ending. Here's just a, a mashup of a lot of this jam. Oh, 
Oh, baby. I love that. I, I'm such a big fan of when Tim, Carter, and Buddy just start really getting into it together. And you could throw Fonz in there, too, because obviously he's holding it down and he's throwing in some nasty stuff, some Fonz bombs. Um, but, yeah, Seek Up is one of the MVPs, if not the MVP of the tour so far for me, um, I think for us in general. But good for Alex Day for being able to be like, eh, you know, I don't really care for this song, and then being like, wow, that was awesome. Um, because that's, you know, that's what makes this band special, too, is that you can have songs that you could go five, ten years, however long, without caring for, and then all of a sudden it clicks and you're like, okay, okay, I get it, or that was awesome, um, and that's that was really cool. Thanks, Alex, for sending in that uh, that voice message. Um, yeah, we definitely want to be able to go to Jones Beach, and I think that, uh, that Nolan, he really messed up by not doing a day of <laughs> trip up there in New York and then driving out to Wantach. Yeah, I'll have to tell Coach K that I really messed up by uh, yeah <laughs> missing stuff at work for that one. I know he'll he, he would understand because Coach K sure. would understand that this is the only time in DMB history that Forty One, Say Goodbye, Dancing Nancy, Song That Jane Likes, and Sweet Up and Down have been played in the same show. So wow, good on you, Alex Day. And it was actually the only time ever that 41 Say Goodbye, Dancing Nancy's song that Jane Likes were played in the exact order that it was there. And Alex Day did uh, mention that. What a great run to end the set there. And it was the only time in DMB history that that's ever even happened. So good on you, Alex. Good on you, Dave. What a show at Jones Beach. And thank goodness that the day before the first day of fall, was a good night of weather for all of those out at Jones Beach. So shout out to you all. Absolutely. And then to wrap up this episode, Bruce, uh, the band finished this New York, New Jersey run with a show at Homedale, New Jersey. Uh, Solid start to the show, but um, just a standard standard uh 2021 show nothing too crazy another one sweet world opener granny nice to see granny showing back up pig 27 can't stop sam cop little mid-set pantala rapunzel ocean and the butterfly and here's your seven bruce wow (laughs) seven seven showing up out of nowhere so random I know, first time since West Palm night one, or maybe night two, um, that it was that it had been played. Um, I think it was West Palm night one a while ago. And it feels like seven is played at like every other show, and I think it's just because they played it so much in the early 2010s or whatever. Um, they've just played it so much over the past ten or twelve years since it was released, and it just seems like it's played every other show. But it's only been played four times this year, so that's that's freaking wild, Nolan. Um, but yeah, good start to the show. The only time ever in DMB history, One Sweet World, Granny and Pig have been played back to back to back. So that's a great oh. opener and a great um, little stat there. Um, and then 27 again, like you said. But yeah, once you hit seven there when that showed up, and that's fine. Like it, it's a fine song. We don't we don't mind seven. Um, don't get it wrong. Uh, the rest of the show just really isn't much to write home about. Um, just kind of falls off and I think um, we had a friend of the podcast Nick that was in attendance and he was not as 
pleased with the rest of the show. Um, but he said, you know, the band sounds great. He's kind of more critical of the band these days and misses the old days. Um, but the, you know, start of the show was excellent and the end wasn't as much and allowed him to get home um, beating traffic, I guess. Um, but yeah, still enjoyed himself and still, uh, you know, the band sounds fantastic. Um, Nolan, not much really to say else about Homedale, in my opinion, just the encore sister shake me. Uh, singing from the windows again, cut from the set and sister replaced it. Why, why is Dave even putting windows on the set list? If he's just going to cut it every time for sister now, I, that's, that's so odd. Um, whatever. But uh, I mean, that, that's not the, that's not the encore you, you're going to want. I mean, again, we just went on our <laughs> shake me rant, not going to go into it again. Um, yeah, yeah but that's, um, that's well, home. I'll, I'll, go ahead. I'll add in, uh, once you see that, that run of seven sledge by you lying in the hands of God. Oof. And then, you know, I would even throw in the die trying and you and me uh, there. Um, I feel like every hardcore that like sees that on, on a set gets that same feeling of like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like- and like, it's hard to even like, I don't know, describe it. I guess, uh, but if you're a hardcore, you see those songs, you have a certain feeling, uh, and you're like, hmm, all right. But then, uh, you know, then it picks back up. You go rooftop, warehouse, cornbread, ants. You're like, okay, yeah, that's what I was more thinking. Um, I know. It, it kind of ruins, it, it doesn't ruin, it kind of just takes you out of mm-hmm. those songs at the end. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, these these are cool, but... I was kind of just taken out of the show there for quite a while with that run, like a 30 or 45 minute span where you're like, um, not exactly what I wanted to come see, but you know, that's, I guess that's, that's also on us. Like it's on Dave for writing that set list. Um, but it's on us as well because there's plenty of people that love that and do want that. So it's just our personal opinion. Um, not really. The and run. it's a difference of old DMB versus new DMB. That's, yeah, I think, sure. what it boils down to. Sure. Um, DMB 4 but, or 5.0, you know, whatever we're on now. Right, right. But, you know, I, even though we, you know, have our opinions on set lists and whatever, the band still just, like, brings it every night. Each, oh, each yeah. performance, each song, like, they have been on fire this tour i mean they sound great on everything and they're locked in and i mean dave said it the most fun he's ever had playing in the dave matthews band which i don't know if that's true or not but i'm glad that he's having a good time um but yeah that wraps up just stop playing can't stop um (laughs) (laughs) oh man well that that wraps up homedale new jersey and this streak of shows and um Bruce, I think before we end the show, though, we have a little stat segment, a little stat of the day. Uh, I'm going to let you lead with this one. This was your stat here. (laughs) This was a stats show. Just get used to this. We're going to do this more on the podcast because um, because we're nerds. Um, But yeah, just kind of after reviewing those shows and thinking about SPAC and the gore, just, you know, and as we're. Not really coming. I mean, we're. I guess we're kind of coming close to the end of the tour here. Um, just thinking about 
songs that had not been played or played very rarely this tour um, and just clicked on the front page of the Almanac and looked at the Liberation list there. Nolan and I stumbled across three tunes that have not been played since 2013. And we actually saw the last versions of two of those. And those two of the three are uh, Broken Things and Kit Kat Jam. And the third song that has not been played since 2013, which we nearly saw the last version of, was Crazy Easy. And the funny thing is that we saw all three of those songs at one show in 2013. Charlotte 2013, July 24th, uh, 2013. We saw all three of those. And two of them have not been played uh, since that week of shows. We saw, I think, Kit Kat Jam the next show in Virginia Beach. But just wild. Where are those songs? Man, uh, Broken Things. God, they really abandoned that one. And Kit Kat Jam, Nolan... I've seen the last three Kit Kat jams, <laughs> which is just absurd. And I do not understand why this lineup does not play that song. It does not make any sense. Dave, you don't have to sing. Um, you know, Rashawn played muted trumpet for like the verses to play the melody of what Dave would sing. That song screams this lineup. They would murder that song. I don't get it. I don't get it. No, I mean, so many thoughts about this. It is wild that uh, you've seen the last three Kit-Kat jams. I've seen the last two um, that we saw Crazy Easy and Broken Things and Kit-Kat Jam all in that Charlotte 2013 show, which is still, I think, probably one of my all-time favorites that I've been to. Um, Crazy, crazy stuff. And you are absolutely right. The band in this iteration would kill Kit-Kat Jam. I love Rashawn's muted trumpet on that. They, it's perfect for them. Make it all, God, they could even do it like uh, recently or ants and each take a solo on it somehow. Yeah. I mean, it would be awesome. Like, jam this thing out a little bit, but man, it's just hard to believe that like eight years of not playing a song, like, you just don't play that song like once. Um, I don't know. That's wild. There's so many opportunities to play it. And stinks. The fact that Kit Kat Jam has only been played six times since 2003, <laughs> six times in 18 years, oh. is absolutely preposterous. It is such a good song. I know. Jam. Just jam. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't get that one. Bring that one back, guys. That is. That is just, it is money sitting in the bank waiting for you to cash out right in front of us, just on stage, cash out. Like, it's, it would be so simple. Y'all would just be able to nail it. Um, yeah, man, I missed that one. I think that that, that that should come back. All three of those for sure. But, um, yeah, we wanted to go on a mini rant there for a couple songs just because we stumbled across that and we were like, what? That is wild. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, Nolan, let's give everybody a little preview of what's to come because obviously we did not cover all the shows that have already happened. There's a reason for that. We have a few to cover on the next episode um, and uh, just some special stuff coming up for us and a, um, some pretty cool stuff, which is why we wanted to hold off on a couple of the shows here for you. Yeah, we had to get a little strategic here with how we wanted to make sure we covered everything. Um, you know, we had our jpj anniversary show last week we had to get that one in that one meant a lot to us so appreciate all you for for listening to that one 
Um, but yeah, next week, uh, we're going to dive into Farm Aid a little bit, Pilgrimage Music Festival, um, where we are going to interview someone who was there and someone who played there as an opener, uh, Clint Wells. You may know his Metallica podcast, Metal Up Your Podcast, uh, very successful Metallica podcast. He is also a huge DMB fan and uh, played in a band that opened uh, for DMB on Sunday at Pilgrimage. So we are going to get into that. He's going to tell us all about his experience. And then uh, we're going to hit up Riverbend and Blossom, Bruce. I mean, that's going to be a really fun uh, show and episode for us to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously check your feeds for that next week. We'll be back um, with some good stuff. It'll be really awesome to be able to talk to Clint um, about his experience at Pilgrimage there. So that's awesome. Um, Nolan, and then uh, I think that the band will also be heading out to Colorado um, for Fiddler's Green right after that. So you'll be able to get our show, our thoughts on these shows that uh, you just mentioned, and then we have um, the end of the tour coming up. We've got, uh, or well, I guess the end of the tour proper seemingly uh, coming up for this beginning of October and through the middle of October before a sort of de facto uh, fall tour-ish that seems to be shaping up um, because they take nearly a month off in between um, some shows there. Anyways, yeah, we've got some other good stuff coming up, and we're real excited to speak to Clint um, to be able to put out that show for you guys next week. So that's what's on the horizon for us. But as far as for this episode, that's it. We are wrapping it up. Thanks for joining us as always. Nolan, hit them with the social plugs. And why don't you just, since you started the show, why don't you just send them on out of here? I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm done. <laughs> with pleasure. Yes, you can find us at Gray Street Pod on Twitter and Instagram, the corner of Gray Street Podcast Facebook page. Email us. GraceStreetPod at gmail.com for any and everything. We get emails all the time. Uh, sorry if we're slow getting back to you. But, yes, we appreciate it. Um, that's how Clint got in touch with us. So, yeah, send us whatever you got. We'd love to hear it. Um, that's going to wrap it up. Hope you guys enjoyed having Fonz and Carter back and being able to listen to them. An epic weekend at SPAC. Can't wait for next week. And Bruce, we will see everyone next time on the corner of Gray Street.
Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.